like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. We've got a great new talent here today for Song of the Soul. At least I expect she will be a sweet and wonderful discovery for many of you listening. Her name is Dorothy Zerby, and she hails from eastern Wisconsin. And the folk festival you're most likely to have encountered her at takes place in a small town called Shano. Really a wonderful musical experience each August. Dorothy plays a lot of music in religious settings, though the content and tone of the music she writes itself are not generally spiritually explicit in any way. She ranges widely, with heart always close at hand. I hope and expect you'll love her music the way I do. Dorothy Zerby joins us by phone over in eastern Wisconsin. Dorothy, it's great to have you here today for a Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. How long have you been doing music, performing-wise? Probably for about 15 years or so. And how did you get into it? What led you in this direction? Well, I've always been a poet, songwriter, and I had some encouragement from friends to perform at the Shano Folk Festival in, I think it was about 1999. I did that, and it was pretty scary, but it was fun. People like my music, so I just kind of kept doing that. I don't perform a lot in many different venues. I don't travel a lot performing. But when I do, I always seem to connect with people, and that's what keeps me doing it. This must mean you also have a day job. How do you support your music lifestyle? I have a job as a musician. I work three different jobs, actually, right now. I'm working as a church musician for a Methodist church, planning and running some choirs, working with children 20 hours per week. I also teach, I have students on guitar, voice, and piano that I teach privately, and I also play three mornings a week for the Franciscan Sisters in Oshkosh. They have a chapel every morning, and three of those mornings I'm their pianist. So is that kind of a folk mass, or is that just traditional? Is guitar and piano, you've already mentioned, is that the extent of your instrumental mastery? Um <laughs> I would say use the word mastery pretty loosely. <laughs> Some of the, like, uh, just for instance, the song I'm playing for the choir, the church where I work, is really challenging piano-wise. It's all over the keyboard. And I realized that for our joint Thanksgiving service, we have two other churches coming in, and I invited the choir members to come and then discovered that the director I thought would be able to do the directing is not going to be there. So I have the position of director and accompanist. <laughs> so what I'm doing is I'm going to tape the piano part, and then I'll, I can do the directing. Are there other instruments besides piano and guitar that you play? Yes, I mainly play the piano and the guitar. Piano was my instrument of origin when I was a young child. I learned the guitar when I was about 16. 
I also play the organ. It's not my favorite instrument, but people at the church, especially the older people, really like the organ, so I try to play it every week during the service for a few songs. Well, obviously, having listened to your music, you've got such a beautiful voice, and obviously that's a key component of what you're doing. I can't imagine people not being enchanted when they hear your voice. So why don't we get started with some of your music? How would you like to start off your Song of the Soul? I think maybe we should start with a song made of stone. I wrote this song for my grandparents and my grandfather in particular, my mother's dad from Chugwater, Wyoming. He had a profound influence over many of our lives. There is one phrase to listen for in the song, and that is, a little bit of everything and not too much of anything. So the song is about him, but it's also about how to live life in moderation, really looking for the best in everything. Made of Stone. It's from Dorothy Serby's recording, Rooted and Free. My grandparents lived in a little town called Chugwater, and I am the fifth child of their second daughter. My granddaddy coined a phrase, we grandkids learned it well, and what that saying was, I soon will tell. Granddaddy's name was Russell Stats, Grandma was Margaret Kerr. Granddaddy worked for the Swanland and Cattle Company in Chugwater. The words they spoke have taken me so many years to write, but all along they've given me some light. A little bit of everything, and not too much of anything. Granddaddy used to say his muscles were made of stone. Chugwater was his home, for it's there he chose to stay. Granddaddy's punching bag My grandma didn't like it And she tended to nag He quietly resisted her After all he had his pride But he called her old honey Even after she died Old honey why'd you have to go And leave me he would say You never let me shower babe But I'm doing it anyway I'll not stop your subscriptions They're piling up so high Old honey, old honey Why'd you have to go and die Just a little bit of everything And not too much of anything Granddaddy used to say His muscles were made of stone Chugwater was his home For it's there he chose to stay He was interviewed by Michener For the novel about the land He saw to it that every bar in town Was absolutely Golden years, Granddaddy mayored the town, ran the bank and the post office, and voted taxes down. He drove his Buick down the dirt road at the pace of a snail. He never flinched, his patience never failed, and he never missed a day of work down at the swan. Grandma greeted him with breakfast each and every dawn. One egg, two bacon slices, stewed prunes, a crispy and grape nuts, grapefruit, one glass of orange juice, coffee. Really not all that much Cause he believed A little bit of everything And not too much of anything Granddaddy used to say His muscles were made of stone water was his home For it's there he chose to stay He smoked his fragrant pipe And watched the game Thanksgiving Day 
My grandma did the talking, granddaddy never had too much to say. One year I took my kids there, my little girl was two. Granddaddy fell in love with her, well wouldn't you? Her hair was blonde and curly, she had the cutest nose. He called her a little walking doll, all buttons and bows. And every little trip downtown would yield a bag of sweets. He offered and he shook the bag until you took a piece. I always was amazed by his level-headed calm. For his good health he sang the praise of analgesic balm. But just a little bit of everything, not too much of anything. Granddaddy used to say his muscles were made of stone. Water was his home, for it's there he chose to stay. A little bit of everything, and not too much of anything. Granddaddy used to say his muscles were made of stone. Water was his home, for it's there he chose to stay. He chose to stay, he chose to stay. Dorothy Zerby's song, Made of Stone. She's with us here today for Song of the Soul about her grandfather or grandparents from Chugwater, Wyoming. Is that an area you visited regularly, or did you grow up there? My mother grew up there. We went back when we were young. We would go at least once a year, and my grandparents would come to visit us at Thanksgiving time, so we got to see them a couple times a year. But Chugwater is a very small town in the southeast corner of Wyoming. Not much there a cow grate to keep the cows from coming into town, and there used to be a railroad station. My grandfather was the mayor there for 50 years. According to what you just said in the song, he married the town, ran the bank and the post office, and he voted taxes down. Yes, he was a staunch Republican and made his views known whenever he could possibly. He, it was a very small town, so he was very influential. They didn't really have anybody else to do those things. He did keep the bars out of town, so there was no liquor. He felt that that was pretty evil. So <laughs> he was very influential, let's just put it that way. I sense a lot of love in the song. I mean, it's from your recording, Rooted and Free. This is part of your roots, obviously. Yes. Well, we came to think of Chugwater as home, even though we only went there once a year. It was just very, the pace of life was very slow, and we were free to climb up in the trees and sit out in the grass, play croquet whenever we felt like it. Our family loved us very much, and we felt very secure there. I think there's some lessons in that about how we deal with people who perhaps believe differently than we do. I think recently with, you know, with the election that it seems a very divided country and yet there's bonds of love tying us together. Mm-hmm. Well, what I remember really distinctly is I have a cousin, Jeannie, and she's great. She's a few years older than me, but I remember very clearly hearing her argue with my grandfather because she is a liberal in her political beliefs, and I am too. But my grandfather was not to be swayed from his conservative beliefs. And I think that there is truth in both viewpoints. And so as a young child, it was pretty interesting for me to listen to this kind of discussion. How were you raised religiously, and was that the same as what your grandparents had? No, my grandparents were Baptist, and so my mother was raised Baptist. But 
she converted to the Episcopalian Church along with my dad. They both came from different backgrounds, but they really liked the Episcopal Church. My dad ended up becoming a priest, so by the time I came along as the fifth child of the Nelson family, we were pretty well well ensconced in the Episcopal Church, so that's how I grew up. And you've continued that? I have not. I've taken a journey through the Episcopal Church, went through the Jesus movement, so to speak, in the early 70s, had a lot of intellectual pursuit of different philosophers in college, was a part of the Christian and Missionary Alliance Church because my husband is a pastor's son also in that denomination. I've read a lot about Taoism, and I've read quite a bit of Buddhist material. We had our kids in the Presbyterian Church for a number of years, and now I work at a Methodist church, and I play almost on a daily basis for the Catholics. So (laughs) I have a pretty well-rounded religious influence, I guess. It sounds kind of like you're a religious mutt, that there's a little bit of everything. (laughs) I am a religious mutt. (laughs) The one in there that some people might not match into a set is Catholic. I think there used to be this strong division between the Protestant and the Catholic world. It doesn't feel like that to you. Well, yeah, in some ways there really is a big division, but I guess that I'm optimistic. I choose to look for the good things. The sisters that I play for are are really wonderful people. They spend a lot of time in prayer, and I have to believe that that makes a big difference. Well, another thing that will make a lot of difference to me is if we can have some more of your music. How would you like to continue for your Song of the Soul? Why don't we play the song For the Asking? That's a fairly recent song that I wrote within the last year or so. It's apropos to what we were just talking about because really for me it's about music it's about giving of your music and not worrying so much about who believes what or what's going wrong in the world but just giving and letting the music heal all of our ills for the asking Dorothy Zerby
by Dorothy Zerby. She's here today for Song of the Soul. She's got two CDs out there. One of them's called A Long Way to Go and the other one's Rooted and Free. But the song you just heard for the asking is not on either of those. Though Dorothy tells me that it is available for download from her Facebook page. Dorothy Zerby, by the way, Dorothy spelled the way that Toto and the people of Oz spell it. Zerby is Z-E-R-B-E. You can find her via CD Baby. You can find her on MySpace, Facebook. Just do a search for Dorothy Zerby, and you'll come up with some of her riches. You can obviously order them via CD Baby, and you can listen via Facebook and MySpace. Again, that was For the Asking, where you heard some music, and it stole away your heart, and it took you flying Would you say that your spirituality is mainly connected with music? Is that the way you see it, Dorothy? Yes, I do see it that way, and I I definitely feel it that way, too. And so uh, a religion that didn't include much singing would definitely be, it'd be a non-starter for you. Pretty empty, yeah. I see my job at the Methodist Church as, obviously I don't believe exactly the same way a lot of the people I work with believe, but to me, my job is to create scenarios or create opportunities for people to worship in a way that's meaningful to them. Obviously, that is through giving musical opportunities. One of my jobs, as I mentioned, I'm a choir director. I just love the fact that Anybody who wants to can sing. I think people have responded really well to that. I had been told that people have told me that sometimes they had been told they couldn't sing, that they shouldn't try, or they had been made to feel like their singing wasn't good enough. And so even though they were not told they couldn't sing, they just were not invited to do it. So I feel like it makes a big difference if you let people know that their voices should be heard and it doesn't have to be perfect. So it might be the demise of my career as a choir director, but I'm not a perfectionist with choirs. I just want to bring music to them that we can all sing together that means something. And It's just really profound what difference that can make in our outlook when we're all singing together and creating a worship experience that everybody can enter into. 
when you're in that choir situation or at the Catholic Church, are you playing music that they've picked out that you should play, or do you get to advocate for songs? At the Franciscan courts where I play, there are a couple of different hymn sources, and I had to get used to this because they don't categorize their music the same way that I am used to. So I choose from what they have, and it took me, I've been doing this almost two years now, it took me a long time to know what do the sisters already know, because they weren't really fond of it if I picked a song that they didn't know. But one of the sisters helps me with that. If I choose all the music for the month, then she'll come back and say, well, they don't know this one. So then sometimes she'll pick another one in its place, or else I'll just choose another one. So it's a learning experience. At the Methodist Church where I work, I'm pretty free to bring whatever music I know from my own background. Just an example of that is I work with kids, and that's one of my favorite things to do is to sing with children. But when I first started working at the Methodist Church, I had a group of kids, and we didn't really have a choir formed. The church was small as a result of a split that had just occurred, so about half of the church was gone. And we had about a handful of kids in the Sunday school class. So I decided to just go in their Sunday school class with permission from the teachers and spend the first 10 minutes singing. The first song we did was Peter Yarrow's Leave Me the Sunshine. And they had never heard it before. It's a song from way back in the 60s, and it's just a great song. And they loved it. And we sang it every week for about four or five weeks, and then we shared it in the church service. And I was playing my guitar, and they just, singing at the top of their voices because that's what kids do when they like a song. So that's just an example of how music that I know from my background, I can bring that in and it's appropriate for any setting. It seems to me like your peregrinations with religion have taken you everywhere. You were part of the Jesus movement. You attended Presbyterian, Methodist, Catholic, Taoist religion evidently, and Buddhism evidently have interested you along the way. Does that make it hard for you to say something like the Nicene Creed, or is that you believe that and other things? You can go all over the place. It's no problem. I normally don't say the Nicene Creed. Sometimes there's a little bit of fear in me. I mean, actually, now here I am on a radio show saying this, and so maybe I'll lose my job. But (laughs) I feel like it's better to just go along with your own beliefs rather than to pretend like you believe something else. Really, for me, religious belief is more about what I don't know than it is about what I do know. I think that that subset of what I do know is quite small compared to what I don't know. So, no, I I usually don't say the creed, but it's not because I think it's not true. It's just because it doesn't really embody for me. I, I guess I feel like it's too restrictive to what I believe could be the truth. I definitely feel like there is a God, but I also feel like I have no idea who he, she is in a way that I could describe. And so, again, I just fall back on music to be an expression of all that I understand or think I understand and all that I even don't understand. Well, help us to understand a little bit more about you with some more of the songs that you've written. What can we share next? Since we were just talking about children, I have four children of my own that are all grown up. They range in age now from 20 to 28. I enjoyed raising them more than I have enjoyed anything in my entire life. And one song I wrote called Flown, which is not on either of my CDs because it's pretty recent, I wrote that about my kids and our relationship. Flown by Dorothy Zerby. 
Zerbe, that's Z-E-R-B-E, her song Flown, which I think, as far as electronic media goes, maybe this is your musical debut of Flown. So you heard it here first on Northern Spirit Radio. This is Northern Spirit Radio, programs called Song of the Soul. Our website is northernspiritradio.org. I'm Mark Helpsmeet, your host, 
On our website, you can find all of our programs the last seven plus years. And that's a lot of wonderful people doing good work in the world, a lot of wonderful music. You can go to the site, listen to, download. You can find stations where you can listen. You can leave comments. We'd love to have your comments. And you can make donations, and donations make a big difference to us. It helps us be able to provide this ministry of song and action to the world. So again, NorthernSpiritRadio.org is the place to go. On there, you'll also find links to our guests, like to Dorothy Zerby. You'll find where to connect with her on CD Baby, on MySpace, Facebook, other places. NorthernSpiritRadio.org is the place to go to follow up on this interview. But right now, I want to follow up on the song, Flown. This song touched my heart, too. I have to say, like you, Dorothy, my experience of raising my son, and I only have one son and I have four stepsons, such a difference to my heart. It changed me. It it was a way of relationship that I had no idea was possible Mm -hmm. before my son appeared on this earth. Uh, When he was just a couple weeks old, I remember standing above him and just weeping because I realized for the first time in my life, I would really take a bullet for this individual. There was no question at all. It just called my heart forth in a way that nothing else ever has. I understand, totally. (laughs) But you said you have four kids, I think from 20 to 28. Does that mean that you still have one or more of them at home periodically? There are two of them that live in Wisconsin still. One in Madison, the youngest, is a sophomore at UW-Madison. And the next younger one is still studying at UW-Stevens Point. So we do see them occasionally, and they are both involved in music pursuits. So we go and see concerts and things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's nice to still be in touch and close enough. But I would say in general that they are moved out, all of them, <laughs> except for a lot of stuff. Were you a musical family together? Did you sing together? Did they sing your songs? Did you just sing Wheels on the Bus Go Round and Round? Or Oh, we had a lot of that. When they were little, we had all kinds of videos and cassette tapes, because that's what was in, and lots of music in the background. They all studied piano or some kind of string instrument at one point. My son plays the drums. He still does that with a band out in New York. So, yeah, we were musical. We didn't actually perform together. A couple of times we did on occasion. My oldest daughter helped me make a song famous. I wrote a, an arrangement of I Wonder As I Wander. We sang it at a church where I was the organist. We sang it on Christmas Eve with my guitar, and we sang it as a duet, so it had harmony. And people really responded to that, and we ended up singing it every year for about eight years in a row. And the man that was the choir director at that church suggested I try to get it published. And I did. So that was, that's why I say famous. It's not really famous. And I didn't write it. I just arranged it. But it's a really good arrangement, if I do say so myself. And it's just a really touching, beautiful song. One other one of my daughters, the one that's in Stevens Point, sometimes performs with me with her viola. My son has played his drums on, I think it's on the first CD a long way to go. And I think even on the second one, too, he's got some drum tracks on there, too. And all of them, at one point or another, have sung with me. So we don't do it a lot, but when we do it, it's really special. Well, there's a wonderful assortment of music yet to be shared. What would you like to share next? 
One thing that is true in my life is that there's been a lot of change as far as where we've lived. I was born in Montana and I've lived in many different places since then. On the occasion of one of those moves, I wrote a song called Winds of Change and basically it's about trying to accept change with grace. Everything is okay, everything is alright. I turn my heart around and dance into the night. I feel the winds of change blowing through. Oh, yeah.
Winds of Change by Dorothy Zerpe from her recording, A Long Way to Go. Beautiful song there. And for me, one of the very special parts of that song, Dorothy, is the men who are your backup band. Who is that? That is one man. That is Marty Wanderash. He has a farm up in Bondwell, or he, he did. He owned an old farm. He has since moved out of there. But that is where I recorded that CD, just kind of up in the hallway in the upstairs portion of the farmhouse. And he liked this song, and when I wasn't there one day, he got to playing with it, and he added all those overdubs. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the shaking sound, that's rice in a tin, in a cookie <laughs> tin. <laughs> this is a really down-home recording, I guess, we got going on here. Is it your natural inclination to go dancing off into the night when things change? Is that the way that it works for you? Or is that something you have to struggle toward? You've already told me that you're a pretty optimistic person. I am, but I'm a unique mixture. I I tend to be optimistic, but I really struggle with depression. I always have since adolescence. And I don't know if that was brought on by a difficult move my family made or if it was just a product of being adolescent or maybe handed down to me from my Danish forebears, is what my mother says. But I tend to try to look for the good in other people and in situations. But it is definitely a struggle for me. I I have to work at it. The last verse of that song, I think you say that, you know, that things will be all together when you realize that your own best friend and all your sorrows will end. Is that your experience or is that your hope? It's more of a hope because I do recognize that I am my own best friend and that's true for everybody. And yet I think that interdependence on one another is so important. And sometimes we hurt people that we love. We don't really mean to, but in our own struggles, we just have so much pain sometimes that we can't help hurting other people. And I don't mean that we can't help it but it it happens, and then we realize how interdependent we are on one another. Still, I think that idea of being your own best friend is important because we have to realize that we're responsible for our own choices. That gives us a great deal of freedom to pursue what we want to pursue, and I think if we try to create a situation in our own lives where we are at peace, then we have so much more to give to other people, and we can be their wife, a better sister, better mom. Well, it's clear to me, Dorothy, that one of the themes that's gone through all of the songs that you've shared so far is a different aspect of love. Is that kind of a fundamental part of your religious, spiritual overview of the universe, of the world? Yes, I think that love is really important. Love needs to be unconditional, and it needs to include forgiveness, not just of other people, but of ourselves. Sometimes love includes reconciliation, and in that sense, it can be very redeeming and really make a big difference in someone's life. In essence, we each are very much alone, and we do have to make our own choices. And the song I wrote, Love Alone, was kind of about that. I I went and I was by myself for a weekend and was thinking about that topic and wrote this song. It was a very cold time of year, and hence the lyrics about being cold. Or about the body surviving by fire. (laughs) Yes. I had to build a wood fire in a stove to keep warm. Uh, Just to raise people's anticipation, this is a really beautiful song. It's called Love Alone by Dorothy Zerby. 
Love Alone, Dorothy Zerbe. Zerbe is spelled Z-E-R-B-E. You can find a link to her by just coming to northernspiritradio.org. On northernspiritradio.org, you find a link to all of our guests. You can listen to this program again. There's excerpts on the program that you can listen to. And you can also leave us comments. And we do love to hear what you love, what speaks to you. Please help share your input with other visitors to our site. Again, Dorothy Zerby, Love Alone. Body survives by fire, the soul survives desire, but my heart survives by love alone. Do you happen to know what your Myers-Briggs letters are? I used to know, but I can never remember what all the letters are. Let's just guess, though, that since my heart survives by love alone, that you're not a T, but you're an F, thinker-feeler. Yes, yes, you're right there as is my wife, and that makes so much heart available. And I do love that song. It's really a beautiful, beautiful song. You talked about a weekend away that you were doing this. Do you do your own mini-retreats periodically? Is that part of your discipline or your what feeds your soul? Yes, I have done that, and on a couple of those, I've come up with some of my best songs. I've also had a weekend away where I had nothing to show for it when I came back. So, you know, I just never know when that news is going to land on my shoulder. Some songs, like the Granddaddy song, or that's what I call Made of Stone that we listened to earlier, some songs are just like I know what I want to write, and I start it, and I work on it, and it's a big project, and I work on it for days and days or maybe even weeks. But other songs, like Love Alone, I might have a little seed of a melody, and then I go away for a weekend like that, and the whole thing just falls right into place in about half an hour or less. So I am not the type of writer that can just create a song by willing it to be done. It kind of has to come to me, so I have to wait. Well, I'm thankful that Love Alone did come to you. Thank you. We are getting near the end of our hour, and so how about you give us one more song to finish off your Song of the Soul? Well, I think it would be nice to end on a whimsical note and a note of hope and peace. And I wrote a song about our cat, Riley. He's 13 and a half years old. He's been with us since my youngest daughter was about seven years old. So she and he grew up together. This song I think of as being about unconditional love and unmitigated happiness. It's about a cat. I figured it would have to be about the imperial dominion of cats. (laughs) that's included in there as well (laughs) well I think we'll just listen to this to finish off this song of the soul visit Dorothy it's really some beautiful music I guess people can see you at least periodically at the Shano Folk Festival in Wisconsin are there other places where people can see you I mean do they have to either join the Franciscan sisters or do they have to become (laughs) You don't have to convert to hear my music. You can come hear me sing every other Thursday for the sisters. That's, I think, every other week there. Otherwise, I have house concerts in my home and sing there sometimes. That's the Savage Beast house concert series. I sing at the New Moon Cafe from time to time. I sing for Blackhawk folk music. I'll be doing a concert for them in April. So if you want to know all the particulars, you could go to my Facebook page and request to be a friend and just send me a note telling me that you heard me on Northern Spirit Radio, Song of the Soul, and let me know if you want to be on the mailing list and I can get you connected. 
Again, her name is Dorothy Zerbe. You can just Google her. Zerbe is spelled Z-E-R-B-E or follow the link from org. Again, Dorothy, thank you so much for bringing your voice and your heart here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure, and I wish you many blessings with this show. We take you out with Life of Riley by Dorothy Zerbe. guy who owns this place way up high on the wooden stairs watching over all his dignity remains unchallenged who would dare but he knows when to cut loose and decorate the floor or have a drink from a certain porcelain bowl Or run from invisible spirits that nobody else can see Only he can see Contentment is his specialty He'll sit upon your lap and purr likes to be the center of your project. He loves to share his fur. He's got an instinct for love and piles of clean laundry. He's got that certain way of curling up. You know he's living for love, love and affection. Love and affection If by chance he should escape Which he should never do He has no claws He will run ten feet Then sit and just enjoy the grass It gives him great pause He sits there grazing like a cow A miniature Holstein You know he's even black and white Till his mistress scoops him up And carries him back to safety In loving Last song for Dorothy Zerby's Song of the Soul, Life of Riley. I'd also like to mention that she will have a new CD coming out soon. It'll be a collection of lullabies, which you know will be wonderful from what you've heard here today. To find out about that CD and keep in touch with Dorothy, you want to find and friend her on Facebook. Dorothy is spelled just like the one who befriended a lion in Oz, and Zerbe is Z-E-R-B-E. 
and I'll have a link to her and her Facebook page on NordenSpiritRadio.org, just as you'd expect. See Dorothy live at the places she mentioned, and often at the August Folk Festival in Shawano, Wisconsin. Follow the link from my site, of course. Remember, friends, to let your life speak and sing and listen deeply all the way to the center of the soul. And we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.